0: In this latest edition of PFAR Protocols, I got to interview my favorite type of person, someone who has faced down her biggest demons, embraced them, learned from them, and ultimately benefited from them. Noticed I chose not to include conquer them. For Alison Gannett, who five years ago faced late-stage brain cancer and only had one surgery, to say she, as a survivor, is a statistical anomaly is a gross understatement that would offend most, if not all, statisticians. But before that, she was a world champion extreme skier and organic farmer, among many other endeavors. She is also extremely methodical and science-driven in caring for her own body and those of her clients, or I insist on calling them patients, and in fact much more so than most medical doctors, dare I say, or venture to offend anyone. While her particular focus is on coaching cancer patients on diet, she works closely with Dr. Naysha Winters, a naturopath and by my definition, an integrative oncologist to track all of your risk factors and eliminate them to increase the odds of surviving and ultimately thriving. And listen to Dr. Winters and Allison Gannett, and once again, you'll hear a lot about mitochondria, a constantly present theme for just about every person that comes on P5 protocols. Allison is fearless, but as you listen to her, she is quite human. And I hope for those facing cancer or similar severe diseases, you will listen to her as there is not one thing she advises or professes to that can hurt you. Leading me to ask, as always, why not do it? Of note, I have already filled out my questionnaire, and in the next week, we'll start as a client or, as I say, patient of Allison. Before we get started, you can go to www.allisongannett.com, and that's www.alisongannett.com, or send her an email at Allison at Mac.com. And to sign up for our newsletter and receive a link to our podcast in your inbox every Friday, you can email us at protocols at P5HV.com or go to www.p5protocols.com and sign up there. And with that, here is Allison Gannett. Welcome to the next edition of P5 Protocols. Uh, Very fortunate today to be here with Allison Gannett, who is a uh, former professional athlete uh, and cancer survivor and uh, sounds to me from what I've learned of her to date, uh, a life coach as much as anything. Uh, But uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, Allison, because what I'd love to do in, in, in the, in the and the way we approach things here, at PFAR protocols, is to uh, focus on people who have uh, unique, and we hope to be uh, in the future less unique approaches as more people adopt them. Um, but but your focus on on how your well your story first, your life, how you got to where you were, when you made that big pivot to take care of yourself, and where you are today, and 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 how you take care of your clients. Uh, which I'll still call them patients Um, because, you know, anyone who's caring for another uh, I think has that right. But with that, uh, welcome Alison Gannett.
1: And thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: And I'd love you to go back through a little bit of your history and, and, and tell people about yourself and, and, and your story.
1: Well, uh, I was born on the East coast and I was a fat dorky math geek and I think I overcompensated for the fact of being really teased as a child because later in life, I became an adult onset athlete. I really got into skiing and mountain biking. And one day I was spotted by a Warren Miller film crew skiing in Crested Butte, Colorado. And they asked me to be in a movie and I started competing extreme skiing all over the world and I became the world champion. Uh, So that's, the beginning part of my life. And after that, um, I've been actually just retired from extreme skiing last year. Uh, So I've actually been doing that successfully being paid uh, to ski around the world for 20 years, which is pretty awesome. And I actually started having a lot of health problems as a kid. Uh, you know, kind of born of a mom that was smoking and we, you know, kind of ate a lot of processed foods. And I always had a lot of ear infections and a lot of antibiotics growing up. And then when I got on the extreme skiing circuit, uh, you know, it was all about partying, drugs and alcohol and traveling like crazy and never sleeping well. And that certainly did not help my situation. And One year at the championships, the U.S. championships, I actually collapsed at the finish line. And I actually got diagnosed as having Epstein-Barr virus at that point, which is mono. And I would say that was kind of the start of my cancering process based on how old the tumor was uh, when they found it. Uh, In 2013, I was diagnosed with terminal malignant brain cancer, and they found a tumor the size of like an orange took up most of my skull, and it's a miracle I didn't die from it. Uh, but here I am today, almost five years later, and probably the healthiest I've ever been in my life.
0: And and along the since 2013, what what have you? What's your story there? I mean, that's a big leap. Um, I think the two-year survival rates around five percent. Right, and that even includes people who were they really found the tumor much earlier than you, so or at least in size. Right. So, so what what has been your path back to health?
1: Well, I think uh, immediately I used the internet to find out that yes, you know, my cancer was deadly. Even if I had surgery, chemo, and radiation, uh, they did successfully remove most of the cancer in my brain but not all of it. And then they were prescribing like chemo and radiation. And basically, the research that I found out showed that the quality of life was very, very low and that people lived less than one year with my type of cancer with surgery, chemo and radiation. So I knew that I didn't want to live just one year. And I certainly didn't want to live one year poorly. And so I started researching around and actually a friend of a friend, uh, I was picking kale. I'm an organic farmer. Uh, she said, Oh, well, I heard of this amazing doctor, Dr. Nisha Winters. You should contact her. And I got in touch with her and she was like, yeah, we look at the root causes of why you got cancer and we systematically redu- you know, uh, remove them. And it just made sense to me that my cancer was caused by something And that those things needed to be reversed so that it wouldn't come back again.
0: And so maybe tie that into how your practice has evolved and, and where, you know, who you work with on the testing and and maybe go, maybe this is as good as any, a, a jump off point into how you treat your clients and, or how you take care of your clients and, and, and your process for getting people back to health or helping them get themselves back. To
1: right. Because this is all about empowerment. And that's what Dr. Nisha really taught me to do was, you know, I test my labs. Um, I, I, my doctors do a standing order so that they're tested every month. And I have been testing for almost five years. Uh, I test about 60 different labs looking at all aspects of my health. And Dr. Nisha showed me that I was shooting for optimal ranges of those labs versus just average. She said, you know, average can give you cancer. And, you know, we've got to look at doing much better than average if you want to reverse your cancer and then keep it from coming back. And, you know, it sounded awesome. And and I signed right up, you know, started tracking my labs and doing what she told me to do and changing my diet. You know, I was vegan and vegetarian and in my prior life. And that certainly had given me cancer. So I needed to change that process. Uh, She put me on a ketogenic diet that was customized to my labs and to my DNA, which I thought was amazing that she could personalize it like that. Also to my tumor pathology and my history. And I just couldn't believe like each lab that I got done every month, like I saw my body healing, and I saw my liver enzymes improving, and I saw my blood sugar numbers dropping, and I saw my stress level dropping. And then about, oh, it was about five to seven months in, all the uh, kind of health problems that I had started to reverse themselves. Um, I had had HPV and EBV, mono, both of those disappeared. Then my polycystic ovarian uh, disease disappeared. Then the breast fibroids that I'd had almost my whole life that were precancerous—they disappeared. Then my Hashimoto's thyroiditis disappeared. Then the arthritis in my knees from jumping off way too many giant cliffs in my life on skis—that uh, arthritis disappeared, and my chronic lung infections disappeared, and there was zero signs of cancer in my brain to top it all off and there haven't been since then so i was so blown away at the power and this is just not food i mean we'd have to do a whole nother episode on all the amazing things that dr nisha does because the root causes of cancer diet is like the first place we start But, you know, we also have to look at hormones, stress, blood sugar, immune system, blood circulation, oxidative stress, inflammation, DNA, microbiome, toxic load and mental emotional well-being. Those all factor into it. So diet is not enough. Um, That's what Dr. Nisha works on. What I work on now Is she saw that I was so into this, she was like, Do you want to train with me for a year to become a ketogenic diet coach? And of course, I said, Hell yeah, uh, sign me up because I basically wanted to learn more about my own body and I wanted to understand the labs better. I wanted to understand the DNA better. I wanted to understand how different foods would affect my body and different cancer markers. And so I trained with her for a whole year uh, and here I am today now with um, helping other people, uh, specifically with the diet part. I require that they work with Dr. Nasha for the other root causes of their cancer. But I work with mm-hmm. them on looking at their labs, looking at their DNA, looking at their tumor pathology, and looking at their health history and coming up with a customized diet that is just right for their situation, because no two people are the same and no two cancers are the same.
0: And I noticed that she, uh, early in her, this stage of her career was, uh, when I looked at her bio, uh, it talks about psychoneuroimmunology and I was, I've been following Candace Peart since the nineties, uh, early mid nineties as well. Um so she's got a what what seems to be a great book uh, called the Metabolic Approach to Cancer. right
1: Yes, her book just came out this spring and it's a game changer for anybody that wants to prevent or conquer cancer.
0: Yeah, I think I think you know my my whole pursuit in life is to make sure I have every edge I can get, which people who are listeners know that I use that term a lot. So I, and I said to you before we started, i'm I'm, I'm I, I've actually been looking for a keto coach for a long time. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't have cancer yet. I don't know when it could come. Um, I know that statistics tell me I should be sooner than others because I first had an insult to my gut 30 years ago. Um, and, and I, and, and I actually took a part of doctors, the head of GI at one of the major medical institutions and walked her through statistics and, and what they're based on and who they're based on. As you mentioned earlier about labs are based on the average of people that aren't generally healthy, um, uh, and you know, I guess what two thirds of our country are, is now anywhere from obese to diabetic. Right.
1: So, uh, what does that mean for average for blood sugar? It's scary.
0: Yeah, I I, I actually a couple of years ago got my uh, my vitamin D up to one forty three, and my GI flipped out and was like, "Don't you go near anything ever again." Uh, anything related to vitamin D. Uh, Dr. Nisha all,
1: likes um, you to be around a hundred to prevent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But she wanted me down. I don't know what, what's the normal, normal lab reports down. I, f- I forget is down around 20 or something much lower.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you've got a vitamin D3 of 20, you're in a very scary situation. Um, you know, I would say Dr. Nisha always hammers that num- the number one thing That people can do with their vitamin D is to get their vitamin D up. Um, There's a lot of like the National Institute of Health, and there's a bunch of different recommendations. Some of them vary from 20 to no, not 20, 35 to 55. Some of them go as high as 70. But if people are actively engaged in the cancering process, Dr. Nisha likes to have people higher. But you also have to really watch uh, the number uh, for your calcium level because if you go high with vitamin D3, and this, this is not vitamin D2, uh, you have to really compensate with a lot of vitamin K2 to pull your calcium level down because cancer loves calcium and we don't want to give any cancering process any extra calcium. And it's interesting, you mentioned like you don't have cancer. I think what a lot of people don't realize is that a normal, healthy person, um, some of the studies are saying now, I don't think we know enough about it, that our bodies make somewhere between 500 and 2000 cancer stem cells from our bone marrow every day.
0: Yeah. No, 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 I, I, I agree with that. I just say clinically diagnosed. Yes. So
1: what we want to do is not have those cancer cells that are floating around, uh, become hooked up to our vascular system and create a tumor. So everybody yeah. out there wants to conquer the cancer cells that are floating around in our bloodstream.
0: Yep. So, okay. So, so I have now met you. Let's, let's use me as the Guinea pig. Um, and so I'm, and I, and I am saying to you right now, I'd like to be a client. Um, uh, what is the process? I'm going to sign up with you. You are going to want me to, uh, have Dr. Winters or someone else like her, uh, order tests or what, what is the process?
1: Well, if you do have cancer, I'm going to require that you sign up with Dr. Nisha, Firstly, send me a confirmation of that appointment, which um, she's so busy, she's going to be booked out, you know, a little ways, but immediately you can start working with me. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have cancer, then all you need is the guide guidance of your local doctor, whether it's a naturopath or a GP or whomever, Uh, because health insurance or liability insurance requires that health coaches, nutritionists work with uh, a licensed uh, doctor. So, your doctor would either order the labs that I would give you a list of labs that I would suggest to uh, look for preventative reasons, look at different things in your body. And you could order those through your local doctor. Or if you're having trouble with that, if your doctor's resistant or whatever, you can actually go online now at walkinlabs.com. And order the labs and pay for them yourself and go to your local blood draw and get those labs done. Once I see your labs, I'm also going to suggest that you order a DNA test kit from 23andMe or AncestryDNA.com because those take four to six weeks to come in. And then I'm going to ask you to fill out a 35-page form about your health history, which is a pain in the butt for you. But it's really important to look at a person's complete health history, when you're deciding like, what kind of diet is good for that person, because it's really the cross relation of the health history with the labs and the DNA that give me the most complete picture of your current health situation. And then of course, we want to track those labs over time. So the first uh, appointment that I'd have with someone like yourself is uh, we would sit down over FaceTime, we would go over your labs, what's high, what's low, what's medium, how that affects uh, a diet that I would prescribe for you. And we track, uh, we do screen sharing together on an app called chronometer.com. And chronometer is great because it really tracks macronutrients, micronutrients. And it is very helpful because I can see exactly how your diet's going. If you tell me you're not eating any sugar, and then I look at your your diet diary online, and you just ate eight cups of broccoli, I'm like, look how much sugar is in that broccoli. So that's very helpful. And then the second FaceTime appointment, we go over your DNA results when they come in. And meanwhile, you're we're emailing back and forth every day, and you have questions, and I answer you.
0: Got it. And how long do people typically work with you, or is it is it something where I mean, I guess if people have cancer. They're, you're you're probably a lot of open ended commitments. I guess.
1: Well, my goal is really to get people to graduate from working with me um, in the same way that Dr. Nisha taught me how to read my labs, read my scans take care of my own health. Uh, I try to teach all my clients the same thing. So I'm trying to educate you and I give you a lab spreadsheet, but in that lab spreadsheet, it says what every lab means, if it's high or low. And then eventually um, it might take uh, a couple months for you to, you know, really take charge of that on your own. Um, And maybe you need more guidance. uh, Maybe you need less Uh, It's really up to the person. Most people, I would say, generally work with me for six months. And then they decide, I'm I'm sorry, not six months, six weeks, because that's usually how long it takes for the DNA to come in. So we're emailing back and forth and doing the FaceTimes in that six-week period. And then at that point, um, a lot of people will follow up with me three months later when they have a new set of labs that come in. And maybe they're not completely savvy on how to use their spreadsheet. So they might want to be like, hey, this went up, but this went down. What does this mean? What does that mean? But eventually you graduate and you're on your own.
0: Great. And so so people are... Um, they're, um, what is the general response on ketogenic diets for people? Are, are they, um, I mean, I know I've been at it for most of two years. I go in and out. I think I'm fairly adaptive. Um, I've got a great um, a meter that's only a bucket um, per each tab. And I'm, I'm actually, unfortunately, drawing a blank. Oh,
1: on Keto Mojo. Diet.
0: Keto oh, Mojo. yes. Thank keto
1: you. Mojo has changed my life. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs>
0: And, and so I'm loving that. And, and, uh, you know, as I mentioned to you before we started the podcast, uh, three weeks ago, I did a, I did a almost just shy of seven day fast. Uh, and, uh, my ketones were sitting at five. They were like just locked in at five day in, day out. They didn't go up to seven or eight or anything, but they never did. It was pretty, pretty bizarre. Um, and, and leading up to it, I was keeping them in the one, five, one, eight, leading into the fast. Um, but what maybe explain to a few people who are less familiar with, with the ketogenic diet itself. Um, you know, why, why that, um, you know, the, the concept of keeping sugar away and, uh, and, and, and how the body can actually benefit, not just stop feeding cancer, but also give the body a chance to heal. And maybe your the way you view all you know view that
1: Sure. And I also wanted to mention, I've got this um, uh, Keto Mojo we were just talking about. It's just such an awesome device. And I have a new device right now called Level. Have you heard of that one?
0: Yes, uh, they were. I, I actually, I was at the Tripping Over the Truth.
1: Oh, phenomenal. Us. So that's a really fun way for me to track my metabolism like to the T and see like which foods throw me out of ketosis. So I'm really enjoying playing with that right now. Uh, but we were going into, um, like you were saying, is how would someone track their the general overview of the ketogenic diet? Well, first of all, I'm going to say is no two people are alike. Uh, so when I look at someone's labs and I look at their DNA, the ketogenic diet is really amazing for a lot of different diseases, but different people are different. So I'm, I'm definitely not going into any type of um, consultation with someone thinking that there's a certain diet that I believe that they should be on. Um, for some people, the autoimmune protocol is much more needed than a ketogenic protocol. And for other people, um, they might need to cycle uh, in and out of the ketogenic diet. Some people might need the more of a paleo diet. Some people... Um, might need a low histamine diet. Some people might need a low oxalate diet. There's a lot out there. And so what I have seen personally um, with the ketogenic diet is, you know, I did it for because I had terminal malignant brain cancer. What really blew me away is, I mean, I don't know how many health conditions I listed before. It's probably like 10 different health conditions reverse themselves by being on the ketogenic diet. And so basically, the long and the short of it is, is that you are lowering your carbohydrate intake. And this varies by the person by, you know, how high their blood sugars are. So some people might need 20 grams of carbs, some people might need 40, some people might need 60, etc. But if you lower the carbohydrate intake, and then at the same time, you're increasing your fat intake. And it's a lot higher than most people think. A lot of people think they're in ketosis when they come to me and maybe even their ketones are high, but the real repair happens at a mitochondrial level and at an inflammation level when the level of the fat gets high enough proportion to that person's weight. In the case for me, I eat about two cups of fat a day. And when I was on a low, I was on a ketogenic diet and unbeknownst to me, I wasn't eating enough fat in the beginning at like a half a cup of fat. Uh, I didn't actually see many improvements in my health conditions and I didn't see many improvements in my labs. So it really took having the blood sugar come down, but also the fat go really high. The next part of the ketogenic diet that I talk about with people is the high nutrition level. because. A lot of ketogenic diets out there are cream cheese, sausage, uh, cheddar cheese, some butter. There's absolutely no vegetables involved. And so the third leg of my stool, so we've got low glucose, high fats. The next layer of the stool is that we have high antioxidants. And so I'm aiming for somewhere between four and nine cups of vegetables a day for myself and for my clients. And that's hard to do without having a very good list of what very low carb vegetables actually are. Uh, it's very easy to go over your carb content um, with vegetables that we think as being really healthy. So there's a lot of polyphenols and antioxidants in all those. You want to eat the rainbow, lots of different colored Vegetables, and that again, we're really rebuilding the mitochondria. Uh, this is the root of the ketogenic diet—is the repair at a cellular level, and also the cellular signaling of the mitochondria. And then the result of that is reduced inf- inflammation. I'm simplifying greatly for all you scientists out there. And then the fourth part of the stool is the quality of the food, because I think a lot of people are not paying attention to what their, uh, meat ate. Uh, if you're just doing a ketogenic diet, I see this a lot on like kind of the weightlifting ketogenic YouTube shows, um, where they're just pounding like Costco bacon, Um, you know, for cancer, that's not going to work out. And for an optimal health and cancer prevention, um, we're really looking at the quality of the meats where it's grass fed, grass finished, and the quality of the vegetables, are they local? Are they organic? You know, are they fresh? And uh, especially if you can tolerate dairy, according to your genetic makeup and also your labs, you know, the real quality of dairy, like coming from a two cows, grass fed, etc. cetera.
0: Hmm. So how do people track this past six weeks? I think I would need your help. Well, We'll soon find out, but I would think I'm going to need your help. Well, well,
1: you know, you're just starting with the first day. This is like layers of an onion, right? You know, great health doesn't happen overnight. And I used to get really frustrated in the beginning because I I was like, how can I do all these things that Dr. Nisha wants me to do? Like, this is a million things I need to change in my life. Well, it has to happen, you know, baby step by baby step. And so, you know, the first thing I did was try to, cut sugar out of my life. And then the second thing I did was, you know, looking on apps like chronometer.com or my fitness pal and figuring out where all the hidden sugars were. That was kind of my second step because sugars are hidden in absolutely everything. I mean, I did not know that one cup of milk had 16 grams of sugar in it. I was blown away. And so then after I kind of got the sugars down and the carbs down, then I focused on getting the fats up. And then I started really working on nutrition. And I would say that actually took me about two years. And then on the third year, uh, in my labs, it kept sticking out like a sore thumb that I really needed to work on reducing my stress level. And so I, I really had high cortisol, high CO2. So I incorporated Meditation. Uh, I also, in the first two years, really had to focus on um, changing my exercise away from chronic cardio because my inflammation numbers kept going up every time I went back to my normal exercise routines. So now I do a lot more like high intensity interval training. I really like to just go out and play um, and I do try to keep my heart rate, heart rate below 100, you know, because that's, I'm in a person who's, you know, fighting an active cancering process. Um, but every person's different. Like I see people that are able to exercise and keep their inflammation low. Uh, it really depends on the person.
0: So, but but you're, you're now, you know, three years, even the three years past, even the best case scenario right. for you. So why, but you just refer to it as an active cancering process.
1: Well, because, um, as I mentioned before, every single day, you know, I, I, and every person in the universe, uh, supposedly, you know, scientists don't know, but produce 500 to 2000 new cancer cells. So I kind of think of those cancer cells like pac Men in my body, just waiting for an opportunity and I don't want those little pac Men inside my body to have any sugar, because this is a very key point of the ketogenic diet is that if you put cancer cells, and there's great TED Talks on this, uh, cancer cells in a Petri dish, cancer cells thrive and multiply and grow on glucose as their food source. Um, but actually, their favorite food source is fructose. And I was a real fruit lover. I really didn't know that fruit um, fed cancer so well. And so if you give those cancer cells in a Petri dish an alternate fuel source, such as fatty, essential fatty acids, which are our ketone bodies, uh, they actually wither, get sick, die, struggle. So I'm kind of always thinking of those TED Talks and those Petri dishes every time I put something in my mouth. Food is medicine is the way I think of it.
0: Hmm. Hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so I hear a little bit of an echo, but uh, I see it's, it's going away. Um, so, so what else do you recommend for your patients? And, and what, you know, because what, 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 what I'd like to do is, and, and, you know, probably crazy to put this on air but um start working with you and i'll i'll report back and maybe we could do in a few months uh a some follow-up depending on how much i want to share right. with the world um but uh no i mean, i think i mean this is this is this is very interesting um and and i you know i i am going to be become a patient or client sorry <laughs> And um, and I'd love to do a follow up um, with you, regardless of regardless of me, um, in several months. Uh, but th- this is a great start, and it's it sounds like. So what what, what I'm going to do is on the transcript page, I'll link to your website. I'll link to materials, and so people who want to learn more uh, or become a client, um, you know, will have full access to that. Um, And and you know you and I can talk offline and and you you give me more and anything else you want me to include.
1: Well, we really need Um, to start a training program to get other people doing what I do because I am swamped. And you know maybe you and I can brainstorm of how to make this more accessible to more people that want to prevent cancer uh, because there's just not enough information out there. There's not enough um, keto coaches that are using labs and DNA and client history and tumor pathology. You know, this really has to get out um, to be a lot more accessible to people. Like, so say Joe Schmo goes to the health fair, gets their health fair results back. Like, you know, what can they do with those results right now to see like how healthy they are right now? Not much of anything. And, you know, that's got to change eventually.
0: Yeah, I, I, I actually say, uh, and this is a question we're going to have in, uh, as part of our first uh, newsletter, which will, which is actually starting uh, this Friday, um, we're going to have questions we, we would love to have answered as, as one of ours. And one is, 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 why does so many intelligent people uh, who analyze every last bit of their lives when they get sick completely turn over? their life and get infinitely less analytical and open-minded to solutions to alternative solutions, uh, you know, when, when they get sick, And, and it, it's, it, it's amazing to me, um, with, with modern technology and modern knowledge and everything at your fingertips that people still kind of bow to the, to the gods, uh, mm-hmm. out of fear.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's scary when I got that, terminal diagnosis, you know, I was petrified and, you know, crying all the time. And like, I felt really, really powerless. And when you feel really powerless and you don't know why you got sick, you know, there, there aren't a lot of alternatives out there. And if I hadn't have found Dr. Nisha, I, I can guarantee I wouldn't be here today. And one of the reasons I put my labs, you know, I basically put them on my website. I, I, You know, present my labs at health conferences and cancer conferences to physicians and nurses and oncologists and neurologists and you name it, um, is to show them uh, what's possible. And, you know, I'm not ashamed about showing my labs to the world because, you know, yeah, it's just information. You know, if my blood sugar goes up, I had a really bad period two years ago where my blood sugar kept going up and it was. Completely related to chronic stress, and so that was a great piece of information for me because when when stress goes up or stress response goes up, your uh, cortisol production is going to go up, and when cortisol production goes up, your insulin is going to go up, and when insulin goes up, then your HGA one C is going to go up in general. So you know, here I was eating twenty grams of carbs a day. Uh, and I was having my hemoglobin A1C going up and up and up every month. So I love, you know, putting these puzzles together and figuring out what is causing what, and thanks to Dr. Nisha teaching me and the research that I do every day. And there's so much coming out on the internet right now, especially DNA related. Um, you know, I've really been diving into DNA in the past year, And it really changes what people can eat and what they can't eat and what they need to supplement for and what they don't need to supplement for.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely get that. (laughs) Um, and as, as as we discussed before we went online, I I have the added benefit of having a lot of caffeine and it doesn't affect me. So jealous because Uh, one
1: of my favorite foods is coffee and, uh, You know, I had to give it up because I have that, um, you know, the gene that does not process caffeine really well. But it was interesting. I had this strange thing going on. Every time I had decaf, I had a really bad reaction. And it took me almost five years, no, four and a half years of trial and error with my labs to finally figure out what it was. And you're never going to guess what it was. But you can try
0: Outside of mold, ah, that's know.
1: a good guess because a lot of cat, a lot of coffee is moldy. So that is an excellent guess. Um, what it actually was is, for some reason, when I drank coffee, and I don't know why, and I haven't been able to find any research that supports this, is I had a latent Epstein Barr virus, the mono that I got way back when at my U.S. national Chan- skiing championships, that would be triggered by coffee, by decaf, not tea. Nothing else but coffee, and so I started a protocol with high dose vitamin A and monolaurin. And monolaurin is an extract of coconut that we use a lot for antivirals uh, for things like Epstein Barr and HPV. And it's amazing when I when I take that vitamin A and the monolaurin after about a month. Uh, voila, my white blood cells recovered, my platelets went down, and I can drink coffee. Huh. Really cool. <laughs> it's taken me five years to figure that out.
0: Wow. Well, I love the experimentation. And yeah, hopefully we can get all that in, in, into artificial intelligence Where all these things can be run quickly without, you know, people can figure these out a lot faster. Yeah, you
1: know, ideally, we would have um, babies be born, we would run these labs, we would start their spreadsheet, we would get their DNA tested, and then we would have healthy people from birth. Um, But the flip side of that is also you take someone that was really, on the outside, I looked like, you know, the perfect Healthy person. I was an organic farmer. I was, you know, a world champion skier. I exercised every day. I thought I ate perfectly. And wham, you know, terminal malignant cancer diagnosis. So clearly all the USDA regulation, you know, suggestions of what I should be eating. I was following all those. I took a nutrition class in college and um, you know my five servings of whole grains and four to five servings of fruit yeah, I was doing all that um, but I really think you know even someone who is as sick as myself um, sent home to pasture uh, you can see absolutely mind-blowing results in labs and you see them in one month then you see them again in three months then wow you know miracles start happening at six months and nine months and 12 months and 18 months. And yeah, as you see your health improving, it's pretty hard not to stay motivated.
0: That's awesome. That's fantastic. I appreciate you coming on today. I
1: appreciate you having me because it's uh, good getting the information out there. And I like talking to really smart people that come up with really great ideas of how we can revolutionize the health industry and, putting power into the hands of people that need it. And I think you're doing that. And, you know, maybe we'll come up with something magical together.
0: I think that would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, if you would stay on after I stop recording, cause I'm going to make sure you have uh, or you can send me the 35 page questionnaire. <laughs> um, and, uh, and 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 uh, I guess officially here at the end. Uh, thank you for well, coming on today. Well, thank
1: you so today. much for having me.
0: I hope you listen to what this amazing woman has achieved and what she is offering to do to help her clients. Allison's energy and her experience is invaluable. I did some digging, and while statistics vary, people with her tumor type who have only had one resection, as Allison did, have a median survival of 6.8 months. Five-year survival rates for people in the 36- to 50-year-old age group are somewhere around 10%, but most of those statistics are muddied by a host of factors. Allison is, however, just one part of the equation with Dr. Nasha Winters or other integrative oncologists being an extremely important part looking at the whole body and taking away that which harms and adding back that which helps to reset the body, regenerate the healthy cells, and dramatically improve both healthspan and lifespan. For those who are listening, our show notes have the relevant links and we'll keep adding to those over time. Allison is about five years past diagnosis and way past that time frame as far as her having brain cancer, and she is stronger than ever. I do not believe she is a physical anomaly, but rather, unfortunately, a social anomaly. That is, unlike others, she aggressively took her own life into her own hands and found the right team and treatment options that enabled her to construct her own path back to health. I love the fact that she is dedicating so much of her life to doing the same for others. Please make sure to visit Allison Gannett at www.alison, dot com and come back to www.p5protocols.com and sign up for our weekly newsletter, which will have a link to our most recent podcast and a host of other information. Thank you for listening to P5 Protocols. To all, a happy and healthy New Year.